Okay, so what happened last episode? Well, it was slow. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, uh, was this the episode that they got lost? Yes. In so uh, Matthew and William get lost, and they're all concerned that they they may be dead, which which raises Daisy's um, like feelings again of how she doesn't have feelings for him really, um, and how like immoral or like how shameful she feels. But mm-hmm. then we, they find out they're okay. They were just at a hospital and didn't uh, didn't bother to notify anybody. Yeah, no, no one notified them because anyone because they weren't injured. Cool. So it's so like you've okay. been missing for a, quite a while, but you know, like because you're not bleeding, we're not going to say anything. No, uh, Branson keeps trying to profess his love, and she's still having none of it. Yes, and we were starting to get a bit annoyed with him. No, we're getting annoyed with him, um, and I don't recall what happens to. The main household. Um, just going over my notes Mary. a little bit. It was, um, is this where, oh, is this where America, oh, she goes yes. off to France? Yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> Isabel went to France. Isabel went to France because <laughs> she got schooled um, by yeah. uh, head of the household. That, it's my house. You don't call the shots. And it's like, well, what happens if I well, want to leave? And she's like, yeah. all right. Yeah. And so she does. No, and um, and, and we yep. – and, and we closed the episode with um, Ethel oh, showing yeah. up all pregnant and shit. Yes. And because that most of that other subtext is that she's a bit flirty with everyone mm. and he can, and um, she gets caught in the room. That, no, the that, was, that was the, the end before? of the one before. The, the, end, of before. the, the end of um, last episode was her showing up in the kitchens and like, yes. Mrs. Hughes, you've got to help me. <laughs> <laughs> A major gave me a baby. How go get pregnant? How go get pregnant? <laughs> pregnant? What is pregnant? Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was um part because we um see see the baby in this episode, and that was that was why we had why we had that debate over whether we were still in 1916 last episode. Yes, but then at the start it does say. Like April twenty eighth, twenty eighteen. I don't think we, we didn't get a thing um, at the start of the last episode. There no, was one but, before, but this episode we this did episode, get. A, I think it's April twenty uh, nineteen eighteen. We got nineteen eighteen and um, Amiens, which is oh the, okay, so that's where it is. Yeah, yeah. but okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nineteen eighteen is yes. where it is. Yep. So yeah, um, last episode would have had to be in 1916 still, rather than or the yeah. we've we just skipped 1917 entirely. Or yeah. right at the start. Uh, of when 17, they're talking about the um, that's neither here nor there. Like they said, last year was like the um, uprising, the Easter uprising. When they're in Tom in the conversation, so that would have been yeah. 1916. Yes. So they were in 17. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, the Easter Rising got mentioned um, two episodes ago and then brought up again here, I think. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. Anyway. Now that we've established what year it is.
Welcome to Downton Down Under. I'm Fee. Be Shan. And Casey. And we have just watched season two, episode five of Downton Abbey. Where I can where where I'm normally complaining that, oh, nothing happens in these episodes a little bit slow. Everything happened. <laughs> Everything <laughs> happened. There was so was like, much stuff. First five minutes in, I was like, shit, save some for the other 50 minutes we've got to watch. <laughs> and and but there was there was much more to come. <laughs> and then there was even more. It's like when you get um, like when you put money in a vending machine, you get two chocolates for the price of one chocolate. That's what this episode was. You paid for one, and then you got multiple chocolates. And there was some poor bastard who put the money in before before you, who didn't get anything. You got what? Maybe you got like one that was mostly air, or like one that was a bit mangled, wasn't as good. So the episode opens in. Um, I'm not sure about this French pronunciation. Is that but a main? Is it is it a main? Um, Amien, Amien. Amien. Apologies to all of our French. I, yeah, if we have if we have any French listeners, we are so sorry. Our very, uh, oh, no, and now we don't. I um, mean, now well, I'm just thinking of um, Mr. Mac talking about his history teacher oh, going. That's just what I thought yeah. about, but then because there's no L, so unless that's nah, different. nah, Lamain is like different. Like Lamain, yeah, I'm pretty like, sure yeah, was World War Two. Want to paint all Lamains with the same brush? <laughs> I think I think from memory it's Amiens, but I Amiens, yeah, I think I could be a hundred percent wrong. So don't okay. quote me on that. But okay, we'll see. We'll see how we go. So Amiens, 1918. And we have Matthew and William preparing to go over the top. And William William is being very brave and good. He's such a good little leg. He's like, yeah, whatever, we'll just give him what, four, eh? Yeah. Uh, They're going to chuck everything they've got got at us. Well, we'll have to chuck it back, won't we? (laughs) So strong. What do you want, a promotion? (laughs) Um, the, the men share cigarettes and read letters from home, and as the men charge, Daisy and Mary back at Downton feel a chill run through them. Oh, now they're in telekinesis, Downton. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did veer into some magical realism at the beginning of this episode, didn't we? <laughs> Especially with, like, dropping cups. Mm. And Daisy, no, Daisy doesn't drop anything, but she's, she's she just a goes, shiver. Yeah, she just goes very still. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Mary throws tea across the rug <laughs> there's so many tv shows that do that though where like you know like someone dies and the, like someone's like injured or something or like feels something and the other person feels it like the other side of the world and you're like Ooh. and it's like okay but like when did you become telepathic <laughs> yeah it's it's like when jane Eyre feels that mr rochester is on fire yeah and like screaming yeah, like, out her burning. name even though he's like hundreds and hundreds of kilometres away. <laughs> At the end of the charge, we see Matthew and William lying motionless in a ditch. Well, because William fully, like, Superman body bodyguards in front of him. Yeah. Across, it's like in front of a shell, which mm. is quite heroic of him. Yes, yes. Our, our William is a very good boy. And and then, uh, yeah, then we get another in two and two episodes of a they might be dead. <laughs> this is a very stressful season for most, like definitely for me because I love both of them very much. <laughs> and I, I just, I'm not very good at, pardon? Recording. Yes, I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello. <laughs> hey guys, sorry. But yeah. Um, yeah, he just sort of like slowly like opened the door and was like, are you recording? I was like, yes, I'm recording. Um, so this this season is, especially these two episodes have been very stressful for me. Even though I have seen them before, I'm still very stressed at this point of the episode. Thinking, well, I was just like, they're two main characters. They can't die. <laughs> oh, yes. You, you, you poor, sweet summer child. <laughs> so wait, the, um, the cliffhanger nature of this opening uh, is, is very, very quickly dealt with when um, Molesley brings a telegram in the middle of the night notifying the family that Matthew has been injured. That's literally his only line in the entire show too, and he's in his pyjamas. Yeah. I love Mosley being just like the awkward little like turtle that he is, you know, just <laughs> just consistently getting up to. Uh, so um, Matthew is being transported to Downton Hospital. Mm. It's such a – it's always so weird for me to think about the fact that they would just take – it like they would take people home from the ward just because we're like – you know, we're from Australia and nothing is nearby enough for them to have done that. Where's Downton meant? Do we know roughly where Downton's meant to be? Uh, it's New York. New York. But that's a, you know, think of where they are in France, up to the border, across the channel, mm-hmm. into probably Portsmouth. Yeah. All the way up. That's a, I, think that's, I think that's a northern port. Well, they could have gone to Liverpool or yeah. um, Hull or something like that. But mm. still, you got to get there. Yeah. 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 I guess, like, though, that was just what was expected and, like, obviously it would be hard to, um, especially, like, the way that the war was going, like, they weren't 100% certain that they were able to keep the Germans back. So having field hospitals in France is all well and good, but if they were overtaken, then you have basically lost, like, all of your army. So having them Mm. on the home front was probably more of a security thing rather than a rather than a logistical nightmare that it was. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. World War One was so illogical in so many ways. So let's not question that. <laughs> <laughs> Robert tells the servants that he will make inquiries after William in the morning. It's mentioned that if if William has been injured, that his father would have received a similar telegram. That's by Bates. Yeah, says, Bates says that. So um, Edith says that she'll drive over to see him in the morning. And then it must percolate through that he's in. Le- he's going to Leeds. Yes, we later see um, Anna telling Bates in the courtyard um, the next morning that um, Edith has come back and that William's in a hospital in Leeds. Mm. Which always just makes me think um, of that bit in Doctor Who where, like, every, like it, it's if the Doctor didn't show up for stuff, and it, and we've got Donna there, like, we're not going to Leeds. <laughs> oh, I don't know why everyone hates on Leeds. I don't. I don't get what's wrong about it. Is it just that it's a shit city, or I don't know. Maybe okay. it's that north south. I, I do yeah. very much enjoy the song Leeds United by Amanda Palmer. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh, we'll have to look into mm. why why everyone hates on Leeds. <laughs> uh, 
Violet and Edith plead for William to be brought to Downton, but Dr. Clarkson refuses, and Violet leaves in a fury. <laughs> the poor, like, the poor Clarkson. Like, he's just trying to do shit by the book, and every episode he gets challenged on shit. Yeah. And, like, it's my house, but I'm doing it by the book. I'm owed more money than you do. I don't want to do it by the book. You give these little people a, a bit of power and it goes to their heads yeah. like strong drink. <laughs> So come on, man. Like, he's going to quit for, like, an unsavorable conditions. Yeah. I feel like Violet just comes out with the best one-liners in this episode. She's just got some great ones coming up. She's on point today. Yeah, she's 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 in a righteous fury in this episode for most of it. <laughs> yeah. The servants discuss William's father being forced to leave his farm and stay in Leeds. Thomas surprises everyone by being the most outraged by the injustice. This is, and this is where I think you, you were going to get to it in a moment. It's like mm. everyone's been real nice so far. Yeah. Like Thomas is showing, like, you know, showing a bit of a conscience in there. Everyone's concerned about Thomas and Will's welfare. Like mm. it's all looking up. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> everyone's pulling together. Everyone's pulling together. Everyone's like put aside the whole dickishness. Because one of their own is hurt. <laughs> Yeah. We've even got like Miss O'Brien being like, I wish I wasn't such a dick. Yeah. And Violet's rooting for one of the servants to try and get him closer to home mm. instead of, you know, being out on his own in Leeds. Well, I guess as well, like she did try and like keep all of the servants from being drafted. So, like, oh, you yeah. know, like she told them about all the medical illnesses and stuff that they had, and uh, even if they were made up. But at the same time, like, yeah, I think that now she's feeling like she didn't do enough as well. Like she's like, oh, shit, like I didn't do enough to keep mm. them from harm and now he's her and now he's in Leeds. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely got a lot of compassion for William. <laughs> yeah, and he's so cute and adorable too. Like who wouldn't want him to be, you know, like close to the home and family when he's not feeling well? And I think that I think that's like this level of like I know your dad. <laughs> Yeah. Mary prepares to camp out at the hospital at Matthew's side, explaining her plans to Robert. She's relieved when... I thought you said explaining her plans to Robert. (laughs) (laughs) So this took a turn. (laughs) Mary, the bankrupt. I don't remember this. (laughs) Abby. (laughs) Stealing stuff. (laughs) Quick, I got all the bandages. Run. Where are we going? Upstairs. (laughs) Under the bed. Shove them under the bed. They'll never know. We're going to make a ladder out of them to get out. (laughs) Why? We live here. (laughs) But, yeah, she's explaining to Robert... Okay, Robert. <laughs> that she intends to make sure that she spots any kinds of changes that happen to Matthew because it's very important this early in proceedings to make sure that everything's going smoothly. And um, she's very relieved when he tells her that Cora has written to Lavinia um, because, you know, she's glad that someone thought of that because mm. no one really thinks of Lavinia. Poor Lavinia. <laughs> Poor Lavinia. Lavinia's always an afterthought. The poor thing. 
he looks really like this. He's got this combination on his face of like sadness and pride and just like being really touched by the fact that he's, um, that Mary is like planning to do all of this stuff while also being like, yes, Lavinia should know. Um, this, this isn't because I'm like, I, he sees that Mary is very much in love with Matthew, but she's not being remotely territorial at this time. Like it's like Lavinia needs to know everyone needs to be taken care of right now. Yeah. I think like she's sort of like, she very much um, like accepts the fact that she's not going to be, you know, like uh, Matthew's wife and, and sees, doesn't see Lavinia as competition anymore, but she just wants to be there and be with him at that time. Yeah. He's like, hmm, I got one right. <laughs> I've got. I mean, all, Although, all of his daughters are behaving very well in this Sybil season. Volunteered to be a nurse. Edith, like, at least tried to help out on a farm, even though she did ruin a marriage. And, but, and now she's like, she's. And now she's to get, now she was to look after William yes. to try and take the burden off the hospital. It's like everyone's stepping up. Mm, this is going to be a good episode, guys. They're all stepping up. <laughs> everyone's being their best self. Yeah. Bates and Anna go to church to pray for Matthew and William and they discuss their plans to marry and their relief that Vera won't be back. It's looking good. Like, it's all like, oh, they don't, like, you don't need a big wedding. It's like, oh, but I want a big wedding. And it's like, oh, come on, guys. I want to see more wedding plans. This can only go well. <laughs> this can only go well. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's, we're, we're introducing Chekhov's ex-wife again. Like this is... <laughs> It's like Vera won't do something dumb. <laughs> Nothing can possibly go wrong from this yeah. point. How hard can it be? <laughs> Daisy tells Mrs. Patmore that she regrets leading William on even more now that he's wounded and she oh. begins to cry, but then Vera fucking appears. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck Vera! Well. <laughs> oh. Damn it, Vera. <laughs> Damn it, Vera. <laughs> Damn it, Vera. Ruining a heartfelt moment. And and she's like also just there like, now don't be inhospitable, Mrs. Patmore. Uh, uh, like, bitch. I've only ever known a welcome in this house. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I think you're being a little bit sarcastic. Your attitude matches there. your hat. It's poor. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty bad. <laughs> but, like, a lot of her outfits in this episode are very, very good. Like, she definitely went shopping with the money that oh, Bates gave her. Oh, yeah, her. she did. <laughs> she's um, she's definitely, like, done a, like, what do you call it? The When your man want to get fucked well, just go up and hit him <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you two are under on track with that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> He's but yeah, just, I was like she's got she's got her like nice suit and the ruffly shirt. <laughs> like she's she's looking good out here. <laughs> yeah. Violet calls her nephew Shrimpy, and he's the Marquis of Flintshire. Um, and he was, and she wants to find out who she can bully on the hospital board at Leeds. <laughs> I remarked in this. This is about the first time I've ever seen her stand. Yeah, she does do a lot of sitting on this show. Like, and, and maybe she has stood before, but maybe it's the first time it's not in a regal sense in terms of like in, in a line mm. where someone's importance coming in. This is she's on the phone. Yeah, we've seen her standing at podiums and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but not, like not 
around, never around the house. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting though because like this would have been was this this was definitely after Harry Potter, wasn't it? That this was shot. Like it was. Was recovering from chemo at this yeah, time. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Like she might have not been her 100% self, so that's why they've got her sitting in a lot of scenes. So it's the character, so I don't think it, you know, it worked out nicely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that might have been what it was. Mm. But, yeah, she's, she's there with the phone. She's like, is this a device of communication or torture? <laughs> Another amazing one-liner. <laughs> Vera tells Bates and Anna that she will be going to the papers with the story after all. <laughs> oh, like, what a bitch. But but you agreed. I lied. This is what I do, John. <laughs> I need like a shot Pikachu meme. Asks yeah. her not to lie. She lies. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. I feel like everyone underestimated Vera for like the decent, like expecting her to be a decent human being and being like, yeah, I have this money. I'll keep my mouth shut. Fucking bullshit. Of course I'm going to try and get more money by selling my story. You guys are chumps. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, John, remember, you married a supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sybil asks Branson to drive her to the hospital and he's just such a fucking jerk about it. <laughs> Branson went from being a lovable Irish rogue to like an Irish prick. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's like, I, I, aren't, aren't you needed? Aren't you needed here? I've already taken Mary to the hospital, and it's like, um, this is your entire job, yeah, bitch. This is your job. <laughs> also, it's nineteen eighteen. There's not such thing as traffic yet. Yes. It's not that hard. There are three cars in town. Yeah, you own two of them. <laughs> I feel like he's um, he's sort of like is very much like I think he's worried about William in this episode, but also like I think he's getting very frustrated with uh, Sybil about not communicating with him about her feelings. So I think like he's sort of like getting to getting to a threshold, and he's like, "Fuck this! I hate this." Yeah, he's he's she's not communicating her feelings because she's like, well, this is not something that we can actually go through with because like it will change my entire life Mm. (laughs) in ways that I'm not prepared to think about right now because we're at war (laughs) and I've got shit to do. And last episode you did to um, tell me that my job was worth nothing. So like, I'm not happy with you. Fuck off. Yeah. A little bit of a lover's back. Back to our time-based chat from the start of the episode. Given that this it's been about a year, mm. he's got a lot of time to stew. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah, it has probably been about 18 months since he was like, what's the point of your job anyway? Come run away with me. Yeah. But, yes, he's he asks if Mary is still in love with Matthew and when Sybil doesn't tell him, he makes out like it's because he's the chauffeur. <laughs> it's like, bitch, she generally doesn't know. No one fucking knows. No one fucking knows thinking she's an enigma and also like even if I did know she's my sister and I don't like tell stories on my sister exactly Mm. like Edith come on (laughs) who do you take me for Edith this is just yeah if you wanted if you wanted internal gossip from the house you should have started um romancing Edith yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
I feel like Edith would have one. no qualms, like, you know, like talking up any kind of gossip from the house, like even even if it wasn't true. Like she'd be like, yes, of course Mary loves him still. Didn't you know she's going to try and kill Lavinia? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think she shuts him down quite nicely, though, because he's like, you're, you're good at hiding your feelings, aren't you, all, all of you, and you're much better at that than we are. And she's like, yes, but we do have feelings and it, don't make the mistake of thinking that we don't. It's like, I, and then she like sort of uh, huffs the wrong word, but she sort of goes like, "That's the funnel word on it," and goes to get in the car. She basically does a mic drop. Yeah, but I was actually hoping that she'd get in the driver's side and just drive <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> screw you and your car. I'll do myself. But I don't think she knows how to drive. I think Edith's the only one that does. No, so it was a shame when it cut to the wide shot, and he, I think he, he's polishing something or he, he like puts his hat on and walks around and drives. Like, oh that would have been a better mic drop if she'd yeah. like slammed the door and then driven off it is unfortunate that she did need him to take her somewhere yeah. <laughs> because like that would have been a good point to leave on yeah <laughs> violet and edith's excellent adventure is a success yay what a spin-off <laughs> Mm. Violet and excellent adventures. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, in this case, it was not their bogus journey. So, like, because no, they did achieve their goals. Yes. Do they even have a bogus? I don't know that they do have bogus journeys. You know, like I look at least not in this episode. They like sort of succeed in in. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for the next bogus journey. Who's going to have yeah. the bogus journey? But, yes, they have pulled the right strings and at Leeds Hospital they prepare William and Mr. Mason to return to Downton in an ambulance that has been prepared for them. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Unfortunately, the doctor confirms that William's condition is terminal. Mm. Oh, no. But Mr. Mason is sure that William will improve in familiar surroundings, which is just very upsetting, really. Oh, whatever gives him... Mm. Whatever makes it e- oh, whatever makes it easy. Yeah. yeah. And Violet actually stops the doctor from correcting him, saying that he should let Mr. Mason process it himself. This is quite a nice move. Mm. And I did have this moment in when I saw that, like wondering, like just based on the time period that she would have been having children in, has she lost children? Maybe. Like, we don't ever go into that, but, like, infant mortality, even for the wealthy, was, like, quite high. You know, probably was a sister or a brother that was, you know, Mm. you're the ones that um, aren't cared for or don't get through that first week or so. Yeah. You know, because... Yeah, it's it's entirely possible that she... Mm. um, So she's quite a good bit of... um, uh, empathy here yeah and if if not if not her she would definitely know some people who lost kids so like she would have seen this before mm. yeah what a downer I made me sadder, didn't I? <laughs> it's like, if this episode wasn't depressing enough already you just went and made it even sadder how emo of you i don't understand <laughs> why would you do this to me I mean, this is the week that My Chemical Romance announced that they're touring again. So, like, emo is the order of the day. That was Friday afternoon at work was we put all the emo rock from the 2000s on. Wow, nostalgia. Nostalgia, that's yeah. I came on. Oh, wow. Bit of a 
red red jumpsuit apparatus. Oh wow! Yep, <laughs> that's a throwback. Evidence made an appearance. I tried to get Nightwish on, but that was deemed too far. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I guess they're not they're not emo. I guess it's just that I listened to them when we were that age. They're all, they share. I would say they share similar themes, but they're not fully in. Um, yeah, yeah. They, like, they would be slightly off on the Venn diagram. Yes, yeah. they're like on <laughs> a little bit of joke. Yeah, I feel like they're on like the classical side of like Evanescence. Evanescence is emo, but then they're like on the other side of Evanescence. With like a mm. bit of like symphony rock thrown in, like <laughs> um, Clarkson tries to discourage Mary from staying, but she refuses. And Matthew is brought in, pale. not looking good. Yeah, he's pale. He's got multiple cuts on his face, and the card attached to his pajamas in- indicates Please that. Please look after this bear. Paddington, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. So many Paddington references on this show. That's just the first thing I saw when they had the little card. <laughs> Please look after this bear. Thank you. Does he have a hat with a marmalade sandwich in it? No, there's no hat with a marmalade sandwich. Then he's sandwich not Paddington, it. mate. Oh. I mean, there was a hat sitting on top of the uniform that oh. was folded at his feet, and we never see what's under that hat. That's true. Stop buying into it. We need to <laughs> And he did always look good in blue. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He wore wellies a lot. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, the card um, indicates that he has probable spinal damage just to bring it down again. <laughs> Fuck. Mary's little dog is among his things and Mary asks Sybil how hot the water should be for his bath. Yeah, Aww. if you can't feel his legs, that's going to be a Probably. Well, he's he, also he, not conscious. He's also not conscious, but it, yeah, but I imagine they'd also want to not. Mm. You know, I yeah. imagine he gets fucked up at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna pick him up and drop him. Let the water swash over him a little bit. Give him a prod. That's enough. Lift him out. Just bring a wine barrel and plonk him in there. <laughs> Where is he? He's in the bath. And he's just standing there, propped up against one side. Oh, just they put him in one of those um uh the hydrotherapy tubs that they had in old uh, mental institutions where they, they like um, oh yes I've they put those. a cover over the top that you could so you just have your head above water and like you your arms are underneath so you can't escape why didn't they do that so that they couldn't escape <laughs> no 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 but why no, i suppose cuz it's too high pressured and with um wounds and things you don't want and also, like, I think at this point they would probably realise that when you have a spine injury, you're not meant to move the person. And yes. yes, that's that's true. I just, I just meant in general, not specifically for the spine injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just why did they do that that bath thing? Yeah, why wouldn't they do it in a ca- in a case where they have to do a lot of people washing? Like, well, they'd have to change the water for everyone. Mm, but it's, it saves man from people having to sponge bath them. Yeah, but at the same time, like, they'd have to change the water and I don't know that they'd have, like, I don't think that the plumbing would be good enough to be able to just have, like, heaps and heaps of water, like, over mm. and over again. Because, like, having a bath is, like, a lot of water and then having to then yeah. drain that and then fill it again for a different person. Like it would take a lot of time on the one to hit them. What you save in man hours, you lose in water. Mm. And, I mean, sponge baths are still a thing for people who are bedridden. That's true too. Yeah. 
So not much has changed in uh, in uh, patient care in a hundred years. So you know, like that's good. <laughs> we can do more stuff, but like the rudimentary, like making sure that people are healthy if they're having a long term hospital stay, is roughly the same. Yeah. Miss O'Brien is furious with Vera, but perhaps madder that she brought all of this about herself. <laughs> Like she's she's so mad and like Thomas is there. It's like you know this is all your fault. And she's like shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's only fun when I did it, <laughs> not when she does it. Yeah, I feel like O'Brien's definitely feeling the guilt at this point. Like she's angry, but at the same time she's like I I fucked up. I done I done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, this is all fun and games for one servant to go away, and now it's going to bring the whole place down. It's like this is going to cause so much stress for Cora, who I care about more than anyone else in the world at this point because I feel very, very guilty about what I did to her baby. Yes. Anna warns Mary of Vera's threat as well. You know, just make sure that everything's everything's in order. You yeah. know, <laughs> get brace yourself if everything's going to shit. I was so happy before. What happened? Mm. It's going to be a good episode. And then um, Mary makes plans to basically just throw herself on Sir Richard's mercy. Is that what he's calling it? <laughs> yeah, we'll call it that, shall we? <laughs> oh, dude, seriously, stop with the, stop with the dick jokes. <laughs> That's my first one. No, we didn't The first one was my fault. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. Okay, so that's two dick jokes. Now I have to make one to make us even. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll get that. William is installed in a room in Downton Abbey and Edith sends Mr. Mason home to rest, promising to sit up with him all night. Oh, go Edith, stepping yeah. up, not being a bitch this episode. Yeah. I mean, she's been pretty good the last couple she of has, episodes. She has, but, like, this one's, like, you know, the you, you're out on a limb now, not just sort of going with the flow like the other episode. This one she's being nice to a servant and not an officer, so, like, it's, mm, it's, a, it's a new level. It's it's a new level of growth for Edith, you know, like her, her, her character yeah. development is definitely becoming more um, friendly. Lavinia arrives while Matthew is being examined and Mr. Clarkson explains to Lavinia, Mary and Robert that Matthew is unlikely to walk again owing to a transected spinal cord. Ouch. Dr. Clarkson takes Robert aside to inform him that Matthew will not be able to have children. He takes the cousin aside and not the fiancé. No. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like at the same time Dr. Clarkson even has the same sort of oh fuck my brain doesn't want to work um so dr clarkson has like the same sort of mentality as like everyone else in downtown being like he's gonna end up with mary i don't know who this lavinia chick is but he's gonna end up with mary so she's the one that needs to know first like I think I think it's more like he's also the head of the house in this case i think it's just that um, he doesn't know how to talk to a lady about this, possibly. <laughs> like, it might be, like, something that's, like, it is not my place to discuss a penis with a lady. <laughs> yeah. <Except mine. laughs> it's like, maybe it probably would have been different if Lavinia was already his wife. Like, I think yeah. at that point it would have 
been. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, but they're fiancés, though. Yeah, I think that it's just like that much earlier. It's like, well, yeah. she's, she's his fiance. She's not his wife. She has no business understanding that he even has a penis. Not yet, anyway. You know. It's for her to discover later. <laughs> but yeah, I also like observed that like Ma- Mary is extremely pale in this scene. Like, she's not okay. Mm, I think, oh, yeah, she's a bit um, shocked by the yeah. news. I, and she was like watching them examine him as well. That's so true, it was, um, yeah, so she was she was in there. So she she like definitely recovers later, but she has the same colour as her shirt. <laughs> and you cannot see any of her freckles. Oh. <laughs> Mrs. Hughes visits with Edith um to bring her some food and against her better judgment tells her that Major Bryant will be visiting Downton. Um Ethel begs to be allowed to see him and Mrs. Hadrian, Mrs. Hughes refuses. What does she think is going to happen? Oh, I'm so dreadfully sorry. Come away with me. I mean, I think she says, she thinks that if he sees his son, like his enormous son. His gigantic freak baby son. I feel like, but no, no, but like it's been like 18 months, so she would have been pregnant. Like she probably would have been like three months pregnant when she like went to Mrs. Hughes. So like the kid's probably like nine months old, so, you know. Yeah, I, I would. I clock that baby as being about one year old at this point. So yeah, um, eighteen months works for that because you know six six months um, more pregnancy and then like months, he's been yeah. alive for a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's that's what that's basically why I was like, no, we weren't in nineteen seventeen last last episode. It was definitely still nineteen sixteen. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense because he's huge. Either that or it's just <laughs> a gigantic baby, like. Yeah, this is the one that we could find. <laughs> Casting call for baby. Is there a size? No, nah, just get an extra large. That should fit. <laughs> extra large feather. <laughs> in, this, in this universe, ba- babies come like eggs. <laughs> like you look at. You want a free range baby. You, you, you don't want any of those caged babies. <laughs> no, the baby cages come later. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's. New New York in the 1930s. Mm. You have that little cage that you stick yeah, out your window. No, so that right. you I was trying to think of like, I was like, baby cages. They get some vitamin D probably as well. Yeah. Well, that's, that's double pre- prevent, preventing rickets. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good old rickets. <laughs> not, not an issue that people have so much anymore, even though, you know, maybe it's going to make a comeback given that like people – stay inside a lot more these days. Mm. Yeah, so I was talking to a doctor and they said that, like, most people are vitamin D deficient and B12 deficient, even if they are, like, eating meat and out in the sunshine because we are inside so much and because our diets Mm -hmm. have changed to be a lot more, like, we haven't, like, a lot more less, like, a lot more people are drinking less milk and stuff like that, so, like, their intake of calcium and vitamin D is different than historically. So we probably will have a rickets epidemic or everyone will be needing to take vitamin D supplements. I mean, I already take vitamin D supplements. My, every time I need a blood test, like um, for my usual routine stuff, um, because I'm very sick. Is the thing. <laughs> Well, I'm very sick, but like I'm ongoingly sick. Yeah. <laughs> like my doctor just takes a look at me and she's like, I'm going to do your vitamin D as well. 
that happened to me as well. They were like, they were like, take your blood tests and they were like, hmm, you're a vegan, right? And I was like, yes, I'm a vegan. Okay, well, we'll just do B12 and vitamin D too. I'm like, but my vitamin details I eat lots of mushrooms I mean in my case it's just like she might as well have like just compared me in color to a sheet of paper and been like yeah (laughs) vitamin d test (laughs) the pale life by the way, Kaylee, um, we've been talking about vitamin D for a good twenty minutes. That's your that was your window for a dick joke. Oh man, I missed out. Just, it was just sitting there, like it's a half volley. Just hit it. I missed. I missed my dick joke window. That's what he said. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. <laughs> Uh, Daisy visits with William and William asks her to marry him. Oh. Edith rescues her. <laughs> like she, she definitely much. comes to the rescue there. Like, cause, cause she Daisy, reads the room quite well. Yes. Yes, she does. Um, which is nice considering like how mean Edith was to her, like back when she wanted information. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just like, you can tell me. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's nice that she's come to the rescue now. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, so, like, da- Daisy is rescued from having to say anything right away. And Mrs. Hughes interviews a potential new housewait. Yeah. Housewait. <laughs> a new housewait keeps the house from floating away. <laughs> You're waiting, like house waiting, like waiting in the water. I'm just picturing like cosplayers of um, Deadpool wearing maids costumes. Yes, house (laughs) waiting. Sorry, Um, Mrs. Hughes used a potential new housemaid, and she's a widowed mother who must return to work. Oh. Good that she's getting getting out there though. Mm. She's a go getter. Yeah, I like the cut of her jib. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess at the same time as well, like the the widow's pension at that time wasn't great for like if you were a war widow. So like you would have to work because obviously like you, yeah. your husband like you wouldn't like unless you married again. But it's probably a bit too soon, and most of the men are gone. So. Um, she, you know, like she doesn't really have a choice. She has to go work yeah. to be able to feed her baba. Mm. Yeah, I think that the widow's pension was just not enough to live on. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the case of every pension, let's be honest. Yeah, not enough to live on, but that's okay. Social welfare is a, is a discussion for another time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got I've got a um, another just a note scribbled in here that just says all the heroin, and I think that's a reference to like whatever Edith feeds William at like at the end of that scene. Ah, oh, yeah, oh, like the morning. She handed him a little vial. Yeah, and I started singing shots. <laughs> shots, 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 shots. Everybody, uh, that you correct. I think it is. Um, it is some sort of maybe opiate that's to, designed to yeah. make him comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. laudanum was still in use at that time. So, yeah, laudanum. Yeah, so, yeah, so probably something like that. Mm. He doesn't get a lot make, of it. He doesn't make a face at it, so I assume it's also just chock full of sugar. 
Yeah. Put water in them was quite better. Mm. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yep. <laughs> Mary Poppins was talking about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> In the most delightful way. <laughs> it also just looks like children's Panadol because it was like that red colour. It is very red. That's what ruined cherry flavour for me for ages because children's Panadol was cherry flavoured. Yeah. yeah. I never like got into cherry. Badly cherry flavoured too. Yeah, I like cherries. I do not like cherry flavoured things. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not a not a huge fan. Like I think I, think I do I, like cherry. Oh yeah, no. Well, that's got real cherries in it. Like that's probably, that dry- that's probably why. And coconut, which yeah. I also like. It's dried cherries. It's not like yes, maraschino not. cherries, which are awful. Yes. Mary visits with Matthew before she leaves for London. Clarkson has not yet actually told him what his condition is, so he presses Mary to tell him why he can't move his legs or feel them. Shit. I feel like that's a lot to put on to Mary. Like why, yeah. why is it her responsibility to tell his patient what is wrong with him? Mm. And I, I imagine that um, like he's been in and out of consciousness and all of that, but like, come on. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. there's not like a point where you could, you know, like ask to clear the room and talk to him. Like, but anyway. Well, maybe he was actually told, but he was still like just chock full of drugs. That's That could be true. <laughs> they too. have had him on morphine. Yeah. Okay. Sedated by the, how he came in. Yeah. So it, that would take a while to get not fuzzy again. Yeah. Yeah. He was off his tits for a while there. So. Would you say he was legless? I would not. That is very upsetting. <laughs> Sorry, I completely missed that. What was that? <laughs> he just looked at me and said, would you say he was legless? Brendan, that is not for me. <laughs> you are a horrible human being. Full name. Horrible human being. You are lucky that I didn't throw in a middle name and a last name. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay um but yes uh mary really doesn't want to tell him the thing no and that makes that would be Completely understandable. Yeah, she's like, she's like, um, just like saying, you just need, you need to rest and all that. And he's like, but he has said that my, my, um, I'll be able to walk again. Yes, and she's like, <laughs> so he gets the idea just based on avoidance. Do you reckon that you could put over? Is it the arrested? No, is it the curb your enthusiasm music over her face? I've never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. No, that's a meme, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I'm I'm the meme board here, so it's fine. (laughs) Just that music over her face when she's like, I can walk again, right? It's like, oh, boy. Mrs. Hughes reluctantly conveys a letter from Ethel to Major Bryant. He just doesn't take it. He's just a, he's like this, he has like, this has happened before and Mm -hmm. and, and, I've been legally told to not take it. Yeah. He's, he's, 
definitely received letters from her before because like he like he clocks it from the handwriting on the outside it's like mm. yep that's from that's from ethel yeah <laughs> not touching that yeah no i feel like he's expecting that if he like accepts it from her she'll be like you've been served yeah, <laughs> yeah. i feel like he is very much a um He's he's a bit of a uh, what do you call it a philanderer, sort of yeah. Where he just yes. like he is a bit of a he comes and then he goes sort of guy, you know. Like he's <laughs> I got the second one in. We're gonna have to alter one in now. So, but yeah, um, you know, like he's not really a um, a person to take responsibility for his actions. So this is just no, all part of his MO. And he's a wealthy young man in 1918. No one is holding him accountable. No, for there is absolutely, absolutely no need to be kept accountable when you can just pay your problems away. So a major, so you could play the whole, like, are you disrespecting my service type deal? Mm. Mm. And, like, she's a housemaid, so, like, no one's going to listen to her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the poor thing. Mm-hmm. So Richard takes the time to lord Mary's story over her before he agrees to rescue her. He still intends to marry her and refuses payment for his efforts. So, uh, oh, this is the point where um, doesn't he say he would? Um, you're my future wife. You're entitled to be in debt with me. And I went, ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I, am I meant to be creepy by that or is that sweet but poorly phrased? Yeah, I think it's like he's, he's got this biz, businessman vibe that's making it like, you know, he thinks he's he's um, saying something nice to her, I think, and it's just like, mm. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't think yeah. you read that out of your head. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that sounded like you wanted it to be. Like he's yeah, no, um, I don't think that. Like it's like in debt. How am I meant to repay this debt with sexual favors? Like now that he knows that she's, I suppose, like a little bit more. Like I, I feel like he's like, oh, she's got a little bit more experience behind her than I thought she was, and she's a little, she's a little bit more of a, um, of a, of a bad girl. You know, like she's got this vibe about her. Maybe we can work with this. Like that's. That's the vibe I got, but <laughs> but then again, I'm coming from like having him as Sir Jorah Mormont and like being like Khaleesi the entire time. So you know, like I may be reading that vibe wrong because he was just like lusting after Daenerys for like a whole eight seasons. So you know, like there's that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if this ever comes up on the show because I stopped watching it. Um, but there is a point in the books where he meets Tyrion and like in this brothel um, after he's been like dismissed from Daenerys's service, and like Tyrion meets him with a uh, sex worker with very long silvery blonde hair on his lap, and it's like, okay, yep, you've definitely uh, found yourself a proxy. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't think they put that directly into the show, but they had like. They had him and Tyrion, I think, talking about it. But, yeah, okay. but we digress. We do. 
They didn't want to make another one of those wigs. No. no, that's expensive to get that much hair. Yeah. And honestly, that wig was so, so bad. <laughs> like, it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty bad for the first couple of seasons, but then as soon as, like, they got a little bit more budget, they were like, no, we need to make the wig a little bit better. Like, it looks like horse hair. Um, a real hair wig, but, like, it was when they dyed it, they just fried it. <laughs> it was just not good. Yeah, they should have tried and got someone with, like, my colour hair's hair, so, like, at least it was already, bit, like, quite light, so it wouldn't need to be lightened so much. But, mm. yeah, I'm sure they yeah. could have paid, like, some Slovenian person for it. <laughs> like Probably. Robert agrees to take on the widowed maid. Cora comes in too busy to keep the plans that she and Robert made with friends, and Robert's pretty exasperated by this. This is just like we got to, Cora's got to get her appearance fee, in she comes. Yeah, she says three lines and then leaves. She's barely in this one. Mm. Yeah, she's just too busy. <laughs> too busy. I'm sure that she's actually in all of the other scenes. It's just that she's moving too fast. <laughs> yeah, well, she's probably in the background of a few of them, but she's not at the. F- focal point yeah she's just zooming by like quicksilver (laughs) yeah i feel like i feel like last episode was like a bit of a testament to like i'm so busy please do not disrupt like do not interrupt me to have a conversation with me because i have too much shit to do so this this one was like everyone's respecting her right to like not be interrupted so we're just not going to have her in any of the things yeah she kicked Isabella out and now she's like, huh, oh, maybe there was some stuff that she was doing. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Daisy doesn't want to lie to William, but Pat, Mrs. Patmore encourages her to give William some peace on his deathbed. And, like, one thing that came up that I remembered was um, William telling Daisy that there were no secrets or lies in his house. Yes. So, so this is what she's... This like I've always had this sort of like why can't she just you know get like give him some peace but then I realize like she, he's expressed to her how much honesty is important to him yeah so like she's looking at from that angle and that's like mm. something I've um I hadn't previously given much thought to but now it's like oh she's just doing it like what she thinks he would prefer <laughs> yeah and like I can understand that she's very conflicted about it as well because she's like I've lied to him this entire time and if I were to like bring it up and like say that I've lied now it would like break his heart and like you know mm-hmm. we know he's gonna die so like how is it how is that like you know like do I lie to him still like breaking like the number one code in his household or do I you know like do I then tell the truth and break his heart and then he dies and I feel terrible <laughs> like it's not like yeah. it's not an easy choice for yeah. her at, probably at the same time we see Matthew breaking up with Lavinia explaining his impotence by telling her that they can never be properly married what a nice <laughs> it took me a minute to get as well to be honest okay I was like, oh, oh, okay. See, see I got that like right off the bat because um I watch a lot of historical stuff yeah and, you like, can never consummate your was... marriage you know mm. and like that was the big thing that mattered yeah yeah <laughs> Like um, the marriage of Marie Antoinette and whichever Louis she was married Louis to. Louis XVI, I think. I can't remember. Yes, 16th, yeah. 
um, they did not consummate their marriage for 12 years and all of Europe was freaking out. <laughs> but they were children at the time. Like they were literally children when they were married. So Yeah, they did get married when they were like 14. So That'll like, do it. yeah, but um, once they were like, they were into their 20s and it's still not happening and there's like, uh, uh, one of the apocryphal stories is um, because he was into making locks um, the her, her brother came around and he was like the Holy Roman Emperor, <laughs> and he's like just it's like so. Think of a lock and a key. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I feel like their relationship was just like the biggest joke out of like all of Christendom because like. They were both married and then, like, they were just miserable together, I think, for for most of their lives. Like, she spent all the, I mean, the, she spent all the money. Once, once, once the sex started up, like, they seemed to get on fine and they had, like, four um, pregnancies, three surviving kids. Like, it was all, it was all fine. And then, like... She gets she gets blamed for spending all of the money, but really it was like him sending all of the country's money to America because he was like, "Yes, show show England, <laughs> like, you you you're doing a revolution against England. I can get the fuck behind that." Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah, he spent all of the country's money on embarrassing, like embarrassing, <laughs> embarrassing the British. Love it. Hmm. But um, she gets the blame because she was Austrian. Yeah, that's true. And she had yeah. lavish parties, drank champagne, mm. and had glasses molded after her tits. I didn't know the about champ- that one. The, yeah, that yeah, the traditional champagne glass. The like the folklore story is that like it was um, it was molded on like the shape of her breast. Huh. It's a titty glass. Instead, of, yeah, instead of a <laughs> martini glass, it's a martini glass. Ah, nice. Uh, I was just thinking of that bit in um, season three of Glow where they they were talking about how showgirls shouldn't have boobs bigger than you can fit into a marti- into a champagne glass. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, and um, Be- Betty turns around. Uh, I'm using the actress's name, Betty Gilpin. Um, I can't remember what her character's name is, but she turns around and she's like, well, mine kind of fit into a brandy glass and you're just going to have to deal with that. I love it. <laughs> I love Betty Gilpin. She's great in everything. I haven't seen much more of Glow yet, okay. so I have to get on that. You watched American Gods, though, didn't you? I watched the first one and didn't dig it. Okay. But I like the book. Um, she, she was the... Uh, wife of the guy that was having an affair with Laura. Okay. So yeah, she's the one who's like climbing all over the shadow like like I'm trying to get my dignity back while trying to take off his clothes. But yes, um Lavinia doesn't want to give up on them in spite of like what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, just just back to the whole um, consummating a marriage thing. Like there was a good long while where, like, if you didn't consummate a marriage, it was not, and it could a be a marriage. Yeah. How do you check for that? Um, it was usually based on one of them wanting to leave it. Okay. <laughs> or, but like, if if 
Uh, so it wasn't like, independently verified as well. Probably a hundred years prior to this, or maybe even more recent, more recently than that. Um, Matthew, as a paraplegic, would not actually be allowed to get married. Oh, okay, because he couldn't. Yes, because it wouldn't he, be he wouldn't completed. be able to perform sexually, and therefore they couldn't be properly married. Properly married. Mm. And like that was. Um, very yeah, ableist. Like there would be if if like a wife was saying um she was she wanted an ailment based on um non consummation, um there would sometimes be a requirement for verification, <laughs> which happened with um Lucrezia Borgia. <laughs> yeah, get the get the adjudicator in. Yeah, so basically um Lucrezia Borgia wanted to leave her husband and she was the Pope's daughter, so she was going to get her way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that, like her husband was required to like have um, have sex in front of a bunch of cardinals, like to verify verify that he um, was not impotent, and because that's a bit of a that's a bit of a tall order. That's a performance, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he ended up being um, publicly said to be impotent, so then he couldn't marry anyone else either. Oh, um, and that's where like all of the stories about Lucrezia Borgia sleeping with her dad and her brother come from because he started those rumours to get revenge. Which, like, to be perfectly honest, like, that's pretty petty, number one. But number two, like, I would be pissed if, like, if someone accused me of, like, not being able to perform sexually and then let the entire world know just so that they didn't have to be married to me anymore. Like, that's that's pretty rough, like... (laughs) So I can. Although I, I don't I don't know if um, Sforza was actually like as much of a shitty dude as he was in the TV show The Borgias, but he probably yeah. was because yeah. that was the time. Probably. <laughs> Branson learns that the Bolsheviks have shot the Tsar. Oh, and no. all of his family. So Sybil walks in when he's just read that in the paper, so that's lovely. Mm. <laughs> that's not good. Hmm. And I don't know if we discussed um, last time this came up, but like the there was um, some talk of King George bringing the Tsar's family to England a bit before this happened. Yeah, we did talk about yeah. that. Yeah, because they were like very, very close cousins. Yes, you mm. yes, I do remember we talked about that. Yes, yes. yeah, but, yeah like friends. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been a fair bit before this because they'd been in prison for a while. Mm. Mm. Um, but, yeah, he's just completely crestfallen but then is also like, um, you know, hard sacrifices have to be made for good things to happen. Wink, wink, please run away with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because he there's a shot where he grabs her waist or something. Yeah. And I think that's when he delivers that line. And there's a half a second where you're like, is she going to fall for it? And she's like, no, I'm off. Yeah. And he's got like, oh, I missed it. But, yeah, like she does she does really seem to be affected by what he's saying and all of that. And, like, she's also – her lips are so red. <laughs> like, like every, every, 
every fantasy story where there's like someone describing like the the love interest of like whatever shitty dude is the main character of the thing is like she looked she looked like she had just been drinking wine or eating fresh berries and it's like no one's like that except for Sybil. Sybil looks like that. <laughs> she she ha- definitely has some luscious lips. But yeah, so she 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 leaves like, but she like lingers there for a moment, like she's gonna be like, give him give him a smooch. Yeah, and then he's like, no, and he's like, no, the line didn't work. <laughs> so Richard meets with Vera and claims full rights to her story with an exclusivity clause. Like the Rupert Murdoch of his day. Yeah, and like she's 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 like you know, acting very business-like in this scene. Like, she's like, oh, yes, I expected that sort of thing. Like, she's like very, very, like. It's like, yes, I have heard of that now. Remind me again. (laughs) But, yeah, she thinks thinks that she's got everything all sorted out for her. Daisy is afraid to go up to William but realises that she really has to at this point. Mm. William explains that he wants her to have the widow's pension for being his wife Mm. and that's why she needs to marry him. So, like, it's like I want to make sure that you're looked after, which is just really, really lovely. And this was the point where I had to stop the episode because I can't feel. You stopped, okay. So there's, what, a page and a... Yeah, we've got got two pages left. I I still stopped. (laughs) I, like, had to stop. I was like, no, I can't. I can't do it. So I'm... You you watched Ahead a bit a while back, so this is fairly fresh in your memory, isn't it? Yeah, so I I watched Ahead, like, I think... I watched the end of Season 2 probably, like, a couple of... Like, a month and a half ago. So I'm like... Okay. It's... I've watched it but I still stopped and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's really sounding a lot worse as well. Yeah, I think that's uh, what sells it, but mm. that's the probably the indicator that, no, he's not, there's no little like, oh, later it'll do. It's like, no, you have to do this now. Yeah. But, yes, um, outside of the room, Mr. Mason encourages Daisy to accept the proposal. Like she, she was like, maybe like, Mr. Travers probably will want him to come, be able to come down to the church and it's like, well, that's not that's not going to happen. Yeah, so. yeah. Mary looks in on Lavinia who is crying in bed, which is just, like she's just she's just a mess, poor dear. Oh, very overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, she explains uh, Matthew's impotence, thinking that she must be stupid for not knowing it from the outset and Mary's like, no, I didn't think of that either, because no. we are we are we are good English women who don't know about penises. <laughs> also, you don't like you know because spines are spines are spines are complicated. Yeah, so you know, there's always those things of this bit is broken, but this bit works. Mm. So you wouldn't know, like no. It basically, they were basically told can't use legs. Yeah. Does that mean how you know how far? Mm. But at this point, it's you know. They established quickly it's basically waist down rather yeah. than, you know, legs down or maybe even bottoms of legs or something like that. Mm. And I think that's something that, like, we might figure out, like, because we are more modern people. Like, we have a – the average person these days has a better understanding of medicine than the average person did back Yes, then. that would have been true. Mm. Thanks, high school biology. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, she very Englishly comforts her, though. Yes, which is nice. Yeah. This is a nice scene between the two of them. Yeah, it is. 
In a breakfast of matrimonial discussion, mm. <laughs> Robert is outraged that Sir Richard has announced his and Mary's engagement. In the paper. <laughs> yeah, in the paper, like without consulting anyone. And Mr. Carson asks permission for the inside staff to attend William and Daisy's wedding. But the vicar has not yet agreed. Oh, no. We need to get someone to convince the vicar. Luckily, they sent Violet to ask him. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you stop watching him here, but, like, this was a very good scene too. This is a negotiation with Violet. I'm going to have to go back and watch the end of this episode now. After, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Travers, who I hate, basically makes all of Daisy's own arguments. Yeah. <laughs> And then Violet basically threatens his entire position, his home and his livelihood. Yeah, she basically, like, if his argument was a flower, she, like, plucks all the petals off and yep. then holds it above, like, a blender and goes, like, you still want to go? <laughs> I love that mentality. <laughs> but, yes, um, after all of this, he likes to perform the marriage. Oh, what a good decision. I'm glad you've made <laughs> that decision. <laughs> hmm. It's like, will, will, will this aid your conscience? And he's like, yep, okay, let's go. <laughs> Mrs. Hughes visits with Ethel again to say that she couldn't deliver the letter and Ethel can't find work because she has to take care of her son. Like there's no one, there's, she has to bring him wherever she goes mm. because she's not got family in the area. Yeah, and the, that's the difference between her and the... A new maid who mm. does have kids, but they're just in the village and her family's in the village. Yes. So that she can easily handball them to get looked after mm. if required. And also, everyone believes that the widow is, was married before. Yes. <laughs> like, and because that looks, sounds like the uh, husband were, he might not have been like very high in the town, but he was known about the town. Yes. Mm. Whereas um, I think that Ethel would like, she's not. In the like, she's not in Downton Village. She's a bit further away. Yes, that's true. So, so it's like, she's gone to somewhere where no one knows her. Mm. Vera comes to Sir Richard in a rage, wearing a really tremendous fox fur. Well, she's done. She's just been done. He's <laughs> done her. <laughs> He's done her. She's so mad, but she's also like come in looking like Cruella Deville. <laughs> Like, like, do not approve of the wearing of fur, but she does look fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you can, you can really tell why this was fashionable. Mm. <laughs> so Richard makes sure that she understands that she will get fully wrecked if she tries anything, because <laughs> she's like, I don't want your contract. He's like, Well, it's too late. So she signed it. It's not verbal. You can't break this. And she's like, I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dogs too. <laughs> yes. Mary, Lady Mary might have escaped, but John Bates will still get what's coming to him. And he's like, I don't know who that is, so go ahead. Oh, yeah. But now we know that the backlash is coming for Bates and Anna. Yes. So Jane, the new maid, bursts into the library instead of the drawing room and meets Robert for a very awkward minute. <laughs> Robert's sort of like, oh, hello, who are you? Yeah, oh, there's hi. definitely, it's definitely a bit of a meet cute. And, yeah, and I was like, that, that might come up. Oh, I can do a prediction at yeah. this point. That's where it's like, is she going to cause problems? Like, 
because it'll be that Cora's so busy there's no time for Robert anymore, so he gets mm. a bit of a wandering eye. Ooh, <laughs> okay. That was more than just a, oh, you went in the wrong room. No worries. Yeah, that's welcome, not, Like, hello, welcome to being new. You'll be, you know, down the hall or whatever. That's not the way that he interacts with, like, Anna. No. <laughs> Anna fixes Daisy's hair for the wedding, which she's still like really, really upset that she's going through she's with this. Really like, really good though. She I does. Really she's like looking, that hair. She's looking very nice. Yeah. She's got the like little little ring of curls yeah, around there toss, that yeah, like, that like comes crown. up in comes up in line with the um bun that's kind of like mm. shaped in there with that. So it's like just a nice little ring of curls around her. <laughs> um. But yeah, she's going she's going through with it, but she's like still feeling like she's doing something very wrong. The But yeah, I've also just got this phone this Christ the Church of England marriage ceremony is grim. <laughs> like we only hear like a little bit of it, but like you get the you get the full thing in um one of the Pride and Prejudices, and it's like shit, like <laughs> Was marriage right. was set forth for two main reasons what? for the prevention of fornication and the production of children because <laughs> it was henry the eighth invented the church right yeah so it's like well i gotta give it some sort of moral backbone even though i'm gonna <laughs> abuse the shit out of it even though this is literally created for my own yeah. use of fornication like <laughs> Like Henry VIII was like a Catholic to the day he died, but like it was just like I'm just gonna start something up that other people can figure out what to do with later. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> they they really nicely decorated the sick room though. Like they've got yeah, flowers, proper nice in there. Yeah, flowers all over the four poster bed, and it's very lovely. Um. But yeah, the entire household is gathered there, which is also really nice. And Violet cries. <laughs> See, this is why I couldn't watch it again. As soon as Violet cries, I cry. Like I can't. I don't like, even just thinking about it. Like you guys can see my face. I'm literally like trying not to tear up right now. <laughs> <laughs> just listening to you guys talk about it. It's so hard. Mary nurses Matthew um, while he assures himself that he did the right thing by Lavinia. They have him vomit with a very tasteful wretch instead of this new nonsense of forcing me to look at lovingly crafted prop vomit. It's a classy show. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, it's you know, a couple years on from this, they'll, like, show you, like, some kind of special effects vomit that's been, like, in there as, like, you don't need to do this. But I'm very proud of it because I am the prop maker and I made that. Yes. <laughs> it is very realistic-looking prop vomit. <laughs> and the fucking didn't need this, okay. <laughs> that's not what sold me on this show was the re- use of realistic prop vomit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isabel arrives and she's clearly like really touched to see Mary caring for her son. And also then they have their reunion and that's also very sweet. Mm. Like he's, he's, he's just like, he's very, very like clearly trying not to cry at the sight of her. And it's like, Oh my God. Too much emotion. Like, honestly, I just, (laughs) it's a lot of emotion for the English as well. Yeah. Like upper class. 
don't don't <laughs> express this in much emotion very often. In public too. Mm. Mary warns Bates that threats were made by Vera and Bates does not have the courtesy to pass this on to Anna. I feel like that's not a new thing. He's like, yeah, we'll just keep her out of it. Like, it's fine. I'll just move across the country and I won't tell anyone why. Like, it's fine. I feel like this is just... This won't affect her in any way. No. <laughs> Daisy, Mr. Mason and Mrs. Patmore sit at William's side um, like Mrs. Patmore has just come in to like say, I'm, I'll take over for you if you want, Daisy. Like you should get some rest. It's been a very long day for you. But um, in spite of all of her resistance, Daisy has decided that, no, she needs to stay with him until he's gone. <laughs> oh. can't, can't deal. Which, and which he does as the last act of the show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's she says um, that William William needs her, and then Mister Mason's like he doesn't need anyone anymore because he's dead. Not good. Not good. So yeah, he, he just goes, and then and then we cut to, cut to credits, and it's it's a, a somber, but it's a very peaceful way to, to yeah finish. yeah. It's uh, he went away quietly, and it's just yeah, we just. Oh. First on-screen death. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not good. So a, lot, so a lot happened. A lot did happen. How many more episodes at oh. the end of the season? I think there's Two? three. Um, well, we're on five, and I think there's nine episodes. Okay, so about five. Is there nine? I thought there was eight, but that's okay. Okay. Least nine, nine might include Christmas. Okay. Well, oh, okay. the Christmas episode. I forgot about the Christmas episode. Yeah, well, there's at least three. Yes. So... There's a lot of room for Vera to come back, and I imagine that's this feels sort of like the end of a little chapter mm. within the season. So I actually do not know what's going to happen next, really. Well, yes. you know, the, the hospital is going to continue, but what ups and downs in that, I don't know. Mm, and it's mm. 1918, so like the war is nearly, nearly over. Yes, yeah, so that's either got to be next episode or probably episode after. You'd think with all that time frame. Mm. Yes. Um, so. Bishan's predictions. So we had uh, Robert's wandering eye, maybe mm. with the new maid. Mm-hmm. Although uh, that's probably and yeah, probably the next episode is exploring her a bit more because she was sort of in the midst of a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. So I imagine we might slow down and find out a bit more about how she's going in. Um, but that's really all I've got because it's uh, they cram so much in. Yes. They, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Everything's, everything's up for, you know, up for negotiation next episode, so it's hard to make predictions now. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Yeah. So we'll have to find out. Next episode. Yes, next episode. Oh. I've just um, confirmed that it's eight episodes and then the Christmas episode. There you go. Which ah, the Christmas yeah. episode is an hour and a half. So, Oh, okay. shit. It's like a movie. <laughs> All right. So um, that was our episode. That was a good episode, though. Like it was a sad episode, but it was a very good mm. um 
yeah, did enjoy that. <laughs> Especially yeah, as, I, I, as much as we were all very sad, we had um, Maggie Smith just just wrecking everyone. <laughs> she had a good episode. She did. I did say last night yeah. when we were having dinner, like, it was like we got a good, we got yeah. a good Violet episode. In the midst of all the tragedy, that she has some good bits in it, like good yeah. moments in it. Mm. Mm. I, I, um, I'm gonna have to like try again to watch it from start to finish before I go to the next episode. But like, it, it got me. Like, I couldn't. Like, there was a point where I was just not not okay and I had to stop because mm-hmm. as soon as like as soon as he was like like you have to marry me I was like no no I don't want to see you go Ugh. and then I had to stop so it's yeah. not it's not a it's not a fun time like you can see why I had to stop watching the series because I just get too invested like there's yeah. there's stuff coming up that I like I don't think I'm mentally prepared to watch again and I'm but- Ooh, what a teaser! Because I, mm. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, there's there's one episode that's coming up next season that um I watched while I was on the wrong birth control, so I was already crying every day for no reason. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so I was I was a fucking mess. <laughs> oh no, that's not good. <laughs> It was it was the right birth control for my wallet. It was the wrong one for my body. Because <laughs> that's the one that's seven dollars for four months worth of it, and like oh, the one well, that I, I think have. there's a reason why it's seven dollars for four <laughs> well, months of it. Partially, that's because it's on the like Medicare thing. Like mm. you, it gets subsidized automatically. Whereas the one that I have to take is se- seventy five dollars for three months. So <laughs> <laughs> not fun. Love that. <laughs> the joys of being a woman, hey. I wouldn't know. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I reckon that's um, all, all we have to talk about on this one. Yep. Yep. Um, so thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Bye. 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 Downton Down Under is a Bronze Big Media production and is recorded in Adelaide, South Australia, and in Perth, Western Australia. Our music was written and performed by Bethany Jones. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. For more from Bronze Pig Media, find us on Twitter at Bronze Pig Media. If you have something to say, email us at bronzepigmedia at gmail.com. Additional contact information can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Yeah. So this is Wanger out. <laughs> no. Oh, okay, so that's a separate message. So you've been interrupted <laughs> by Brad. We're streaming you on my phone where Mark and the football lads are having a chat, at which point um, Wenger out's just appeared, which is the phrase for they want to, Arsenal wants to sack the manager. Oh, okay. I thought that was some reference to someone's genitalia. <laughs> no. Jesus. Oh, no. That's- the out of context is very bad. <laughs> Bronze Pig Media. Oink. <laughs>